The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, one last time. Although, it should be noted, we're going to have some specialty shows throughout the offseason. We know for sure that we'll have a show in a couple weeks, the week of February 20th, as well as when we're getting to the Sweet 16 time March 27th, we will have a show that week as well. Might even be Final Four time at that point. So those are a couple shows we're going to have. Very much looking forward to at least every few weeks getting a chance to hear from the one and only Steve Fezzik. We are presented by BetDSI.com. Football season may be over, but there's still plenty of bets you can place on football season for next year. Steve and I will discuss that a little bit today and a lot more in a couple weeks. Just make sure you use the code TUCKER15 so that you get the free $15. Again, betdsi.com, TUCKER15. You never know how long they'll keep that offer up there, especially since even money is going away. So make sure you take advantage of it. At least get that free $15 in your account now at betdsi using the code Tucker 15. Most of you already know this, but Steve is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional football betting. And I played in the NFL on the offensive line for a while from 2001 to 2008. Check out Steve on Twitter at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. And of course, the channel's handle, I should say, or the producer's handle is at RTF podcast or if you want to just hit me up on facebook it's facebook.com slash ross tucker nfl steve i was thinking about the betting line more during the super bowl than i think any game i've ever watched because i was thinking about the fact that i was going to really finish strong i was very excited about it and then when the game got close i was thinking about your overtime thing uh, which we had talked about, and I guess maybe, uh, well, let's just go over it. Um, for the week, the the gross numbers here, we'll get into the particulars, but I was down four units. I had Atlanta getting the three. Hard to believe that I ended up losing that one, and I also had the under, 
And it's also hard to believe I lost that one. I was down four units. So I finished the year up five. So I finished the year in the black, but man, up 13 units would have been a lot nicer than up five. You lost five units overall, Steve. Um, For the year, you still finished up 23 units, which congratulations, that is a heck of a season. So before we dive into the specifics of the Super Bowl, uh, plus 23, Steve, that's a pretty solid season for you. Oh, it would take plus 15 each and every year. I've always said it's not easy winning at sports gambling, and that was illustrated at the end of the Super Bowl when Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik were looking fat city at 28-12, and it all crumbled in the final quarter. Yeah, man. I mean, that was that was crazy. I mean, to, you know, especially for me to have Atlanta, you know, I mean, I'm thinking there's no way the Falcons are losing this game with three points, Steve, with three points. And it all comes they, they back. lost it the only way they could by letting the Patriots come all the way back to tie it and then going to overtime. That's the only way at that point that I could have lost those two units. Ross, it comes down to what I've been saying for years as far as you need a game manager. I actually, kudos to Shanahan for being ultra-aggressive for most of the game. I love that. How often do you see a team up 28-20? I'm sure you were on teams where you're like, oh, geez, we're going to run the ball three times, punt, and then Manning's going to come down and beat us. But once you get into field goal range, up eight, four and a half minutes to play, you got to go ahead and make sure you get the three and go up two scores. And these, and just, just a complete breakdown, not realizing that that pretty much would have put the game away. How, um, how confident were you, Steve, in the under when it was like 21-3 at halftime? I was actually, I mean, I was confident, but I knew that New England would be winging the ball all over the place. I was probably most confident um, when it was in the fourth quarter, when it was 28 to 12. And I, you know, you do the math and you say, all right, very worst case scenario. Somehow um, the all heck breaks loose and it finishes 31, 28, you know, maybe Atlanta kicks the field goal. New England comes down back to our score, two pointer. And I get a push and a win on my own bets. I, I really look, it looked like 59 was going to be the highest this thing could go. And everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's why they call it gambling. It is remarkable. And I guess was that bad for the books? Because didn't a lot of people, Steve, have New England and um, the, uh, the over? That was a bad parlay, but you know what? It would have been worse for the books if it ended 31-28 because they would have had to refunded all that money that people were betting both sides on. So that outcome was better than the New England by three. Some of your other bets, Steve, the big one, which I thought of you a lot towards the end of the game, was the overtime one. We had spent so much time on it the last two weeks you knew the numbers. You knew that it's a possibility, but not a big possibility. You knew some year it was going to cash. It just didn't look, Steve, like it was going to be this year. And there were, the, the irony of it was in other New England Super Bowls, it looked like I was going to get bit. It looked like I was going to lose in the Carolina Super Bowl. And it certainly you know, could have hit 
back when um, they were playing the Rams. So here's the blowout Super Bowl that the overtime winds up hitting. But you know what? I've been making this bet for like 25 years now. I'm 25 and one. I know it sucks to go ahead and lose nine units on one bet or 10 units. Uh, that's why uh, we risk five units to make half a unit, and I'll keep doing it until um, I'm out of the business. Yep, you lost five units there. Uh, some of the units you won, you had uh, Atlanta first quarter plus five. That was an easy winner. You plus had a half. Uh, plus a half. What's that? Plus a half in the first. Oh, quarter. I'm sorry. Plus a half. I didn't see the, the the decimal point. Plus a half. That was a good one. You had uh, 1.3 units to win one unit on uh, New England would start slow and fast. What was that one? I think that was third quarter to outscore first quarter. That's a bet I make every Super Bowl. Everyone's super conservative in Super Bowls, and this Super Bowl was no different. Not a lot of scoring in the first quarter. No scoring. Got it. Um, You also had three units to win two units that the game uh, had a yard touchdown. A one-yard touchdown. Took a while, but we, we got one towards the end of the game. And, you know, I don't know if the last uh, touchdown by White was one or two yards, but we, we definitely got one. That's all it takes, uh, math play, yes. And then uh, you had Atlanta having two units having more first downs, which looked great in the first half, but then New England just blew that one out of the water. Yeah, once we got the pick six and Atlanta got up 21-3, to three, I knew it was all over that uh, New England would – likely outstat them the rest of the way. You um, you also, so that was a loss of two units there. So you also had uh, NFC minus three on the look-ahead line for the Super Bowl. I uh, never would have played the NFC minus three. It would be the, it would have been the AFC minus three. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. AFC minus three. Um, that's right. So that would be a win. Um, and I made that. Months and months ago when New England was completely kicking butt um, and their power rating was so much better than the rest of the NFC, and then the NFC caught up in December. So I think we made that in November, Ross. Yeah, I don't remember. You also at some point had the over in a look-ahead line. Over 54. uh, We placed that right before the conference championship games and talked about how that total was going to become much higher likely, and ultimately it did. Yeah, that was uh, that was a really good bet for you. So that'll do it for the 2016 NFL season. Um, it's kind of a broad-based question, I guess, Steve. But any lessons that you learned from this year that you will take into next year? I I, I can tell you right now, um, if I'm on the fence at all, I'm not I'm not betting against New England. Period. I'm just not like. You are not going to win money over time. You know, it's almost like, I feel like New England's almost like your overtime thing. Just keep hammering New England, and every once in a while you'll lose, but most of the time you'll win. You know, New England, since they won the first Super Bowl, so they became a public team then. You'd think, well, the point spread tax will catch up to them. People like betting on them. The public likes betting on them. So the the spreads will be too high. They've covered, Ross, 58% over the past 15 years. You're up like 50 units betting one unit a game. Last year, they're 16 and three against the spread. Now that sounds good. Very good, but not historically good. Let me put it in perspective. 
there's 330 Division I college basketball teams. The best against the spread college basketball team this year is Gonzaga. They're 16 and 4. So New England has outperformed every college basketball team in the country against the spread. That shows you how great their decision-making is and how they're always undervalued by the betting public and the odds makers. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting to know. I, I know I, you know. You know I follow Penn State football, and I want to say it was like six or seven straight weeks they beat the spread, at least. Like every week. You probably follow closer than I do, Steve, but like every week. And, and they weren't just beating the spread. They were killing it. Yeah, what happened with Penn State is they got smashed so bad they had some injuries against Michigan that it's, you, when you see a score like that, everyone lowers their power ratings too much and you benefit. But, you know, as an Ivy Leaguer, you can appreciate the things New England does. Not one person in the media mentioned this. Atlanta kicks off into the end zone. New England starts on the 25. What does New England do? Well, during the regular season, Goskowski kicks in the end zone because you don't want your guys getting killed on special teams all year long in the Super Bowl. How good was his directional kicking? Bring it down to the one-yard line, and the Atlanta kick returner gets buried on the 12. Five kick returns for Atlanta, Ross. I think they averaged 12 yards. Well, and how about New England going forward on fourth down in the third quarter, uh, the onside kick when they did it? I even thought the, the, the play where I thought, wow, this guy really is ahead of everybody else, was the fake kneel down at the end of the game because – you know, the odds are not it's not going to be a big gain, and it didn't really work per se. But he had a specific play for that specific situation, and it's like, you know what, who knows? Maybe we'll able to, uh, maybe we'll pop something here. Oh, brilliant call, and I'm sure you've, you've been on teams that have lost in the final seconds. How often does a play like that get, a team just kneels, but often when a, a player is just run around going out of bounds and you can even instigate a little um, contact instead of going out of bounds, try to get your face mask, grab 15 yards, got to run one more play. We've seen it all the time. One, if you're one personal foul penalty away from winning the game and it does happen. Did you make any in-game bets, Steve? I know on the Fantasy Feast podcast, Evan Silva talked about making a few in-game bets at halftime. He's, he made a bet for the Patriots to, uh, to come back and win. Yeah, I did play a small wager on the Patriots second half, and I played, and I pretty much do this every Super Bowl. I, after the first quarter, I played over 44 um, just because Super Bowls start so slow, typically, and I would say the number one theme, if, if you ask me, who do I like in next year's Super Bowl, I, I would come out and say, you know, I like the second half to outscore the first half. I like the first quarter under. And live wagering, I like the game to go over after the first quarter. Those are bets that are universally good because the it's such a big game. Players are so tight. They're so conservative. And, heck, if the Patriots, who should be immune to all this, can't score in six straight Super Bowls um, and now seven, um, that's, think about that, Ross. The Patriots, as good as they are, they've gotten seven quarters, bagel, donut in the first quarter. That that is pretty remarkable when you think about it, and it's like they got to figure out what kind of game it's going to be. That's that's how they go about it. Um, what what bets have you made, or are you looking at for next year, Steve? 
you know, I always look to bet season win bets because the needle in the haystack bets who's going to win the Super Bowl. I take a look, and right now New England is right about five to one, and I think Dallas and Pittsburgh are ten to one. But I very rarely can find any value. The Packers are at eleven to one. Um, those needle in the haystack bets are so difficult to find winners that I would much rather just focus on, is a team going to be good or are they better than expected or not as, as good as, as expected? I want to be able to bet on or against the team. I got to tell you, I'll throw out two teams that I think are fascinating handicaps. What will the season win number be on the Atlanta Falcons? They don't just have a hangover, Ross. I mean, they have, you went all out all night pounding Jack and Cokes and you came home and your buddy said, you know what, let's do a few Jagermeisters. Right at the end of the evening, hangover the next morning. And the San Diego now, Los Angeles Chargers, L.A. doesn't want them. You want to put a season win number on those two teams? Yeah, that's, that's good stuff right there, Steve. Very, very, very interesting on both accounts. Um, we'll, we'll dive into those a little bit more um, in a couple weeks and also – do a little bit of a primer before March Madness starts for those of you. A lot of people enjoy March Madness. Um, I should mention before we let you go, Steve, that uh, BlueApron.com, they're a sponsor. They're awesome, and they're delicious. Cashew chicken stir-fry with tango mandarins, jasmine rice, roasted pork with apple walnut and farro salad. I'm actually, it's 1135 Eastern. As soon as we're done recording, I'm going over to have another lemon caper catfish uh, that is delicious. The key is it's affordable. There's plenty of variety, very, very flexible. It's easy to make them, and they guarantee it. So the freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook, or they will make it right. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash even. Special code for my buddy Fez. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so do not wait. Again, that's blueapron.com slash even. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. We'll be cooking in a couple weeks, Steve, where we revisit maybe some lessons that I have from the NFL season as well as look ahead to next year and March Madness, a primer for that. And then in March 27th, maybe we'll dive into where we are in college basketball at that point, as well as get your thoughts on some of the Triple Crown horse racing, which will be coming up not too soon or not too long after that. Other than that, Steve, really appreciate another terrific season. I know a lot of our listeners follow you on Twitter at Fezzik Sports. actually had a guy come over to help with uh, a water pressure issue I'm having. He's like, yep, I I got turned on to your podcast. I listened to you and Fezzik, really enjoyed it. It was telling me his bets for the Super Bowl. It was last week. So it's cool to get a chance to actually meet people uh, for the first time that, that listen to the Even Money podcast. We really appreciate your efforts. We appreciate everybody that, that helps out and listens throughout the year and spreads the word via social media. So I know we'll talk again in a couple of weeks, Steve, but I did want to thank you for another great season. My pleasure, Ross. And uh, you're going to get an exclusive two weeks from now. I am going to give you the Steve Fezzik, what I would set the opening numbers on the season win numbers for next year before any sports book in the world puts them up.
Wow, I love it. That'll be great. Plus, two weeks gives the listeners plenty of time to send us any email questions they have. Just send any sponsor confirmation, whether it's Bet DSI or Blue Apron, the email that you get after you sign up for them. Forward that to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, with any questions you have for Fez. That'll be awesome. And I also want to give a shout-out one last time to Todd Bergman, who grades us all year. It is a thankless job except for, I guess, me thanking him almost every week. Check him out on Twitter, at LBirdman. Other than that, usually I say good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money. Well, you know what? You guys are still probably using BetDSI code Tucker15 for something. So hope you guys enjoyed the season. Good luck in whatever your plays and your your wagers on. Use code Tucker15 or BetDSI.com. I think you hope you guys win some money. We're done here. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.